Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 16 of the talking the line podcast thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful friday of bets before we dive deep into today's action take a few moments to Smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the Talking the Line podcast on. If you would be so kind and you enjoy what you're hearing through the sound waves, go ahead and leave us a review. We certainly do appreciate those five stars. And last but not least, if you would head on over to this episode's description, you can locate the Talking the Line link tree where you will find all of the TTL Cruise content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. I am your humble host, Colton Colt45 Sroka, and as per usual, it is my pleasure to bring in the co-host of this podcast, a young man who is through the roof on some moves made by our hometown Chicago Bulls today, a young man who was also down through the floor on a very bum move made by a White Sox player uh, yesterday, and a young man who knows nothing else but cash and tickets right here with the TTL crew. Ladies and gentlemen, Riley Armags Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? I'm doing decent, man. I mean, you kind of stole the words right out of my mouth that <laughs> I was about to draft down. It's been a roller coaster couple days for me, hey. uh, especially yesterday, you know. Do I know my guy or do I know yeah, my guy? Yeah, you know your guy. <laughs> you know your guy. When you know, you know. Uh, like you said, though, um, Big moves for the Bulls. Big, big moves for the Bulls. Huge. I mean, I'm not. It's not like I'm jumping up and screaming at the rooftops like we're about to win the championship. That's definitely not what's happening. But you know, we have some direction. We get another All Star. I really love the move pairing him with uh, Zach Levine. Nice pick and roll options. I agree. Um, you know, bringing Daniel Tice, ship out a few guys that uh, you know weren't really fit in the scheme. Really thought they were going to make a move on uh, getting Lowry Markinen out of there. That didn't happen. Yeah, but uh, you know, some other moves around the league. I, I would say that one was the biggest one, honestly. But, uh, and then you know, Lonzo stays in New Orleans, not going. Yeah, anywhere. I think the biggest news aside from uh, Vooch and maybe a couple others was just that there was a couple guys that people really thought were going to be on the move. Like you said, Lonzo, uh, right. Kyle Lowry. Right. Um, 
I really thought both of those guys would be on the move. It really sounded like Kyle Lowry was going to be on the move. It sounded like he was going to go to Philly, maybe the Lakers. Mm. But, uh, yeah, ended up staying ended in the up home. Staying in the... I guess not so much Toronto this year. Right, but, right, right. But, <laughs> but still. Still the Raptors nonetheless, I suppose, still, right? Still, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Aaron Gordon on the move. Victor Oladipo to the Heat. Yeah. I like that move. That's both, not bad uh, Oladipo both and the Heat. Yeah. So, uh, you know, wild day. Wild day for sure. Yeah. And then, as you mentioned, my uh, my guy, Eloy Jimenez, little bonehead mm. action on, mm. uh, on Wednesday. And I really did not expect it to be as bad as it was. But uh, five, six horn peck or something along those lines. Needs yeah. to, don't even get me started. I uh. could do an hour-long podcast on how fucking stupid that shit is but <laughs> nonetheless I, we've got other things to cover yeah, today we definitely do um kind of touching back on the bulls i uh, saw a great meme out there today on the twitter sphere i was thanos and the classic end of the movie scene where uh they're kind of talking back and forth and <laughs> he goes is the war over uh he says yes what did it cost <laughs> the, Chicago Bears, the Chicago Bears or the yeah. Bulls back what did it cost the Chicago Bears yeah and I mean that is hey I'm happy to for I'm happy to take that trade I don't know yeah, about you, you. Know, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know about you I'm but not, I'm uh, thrilled with that trade I'm off. not thrilled about it but I'm alright with uh, our old Bulls getting a little bit of reinforcements much sure. needed reinforcements sure. I think May, something that'll help us down the stretch in these yeah, games yeah I mean I I think they should be able to make a playoff push. Yeah. There's a but we'll, log jam there in the Eastern Conference for those playoff little spots. A so. little bit of a foreshadowing. We, uh, we'll we touch on uh, our favorite NBA move, and, and if you can't tell by how much we're uh, already talking about it, we'll, we'll touch back on it a little bit more on the Fan Question Friday segment coming up at the end of the pod. But without further ado, we don't want to bore you. We don't want to... Make you wonder why you stopped by the Talking the Line pod. Because you know why. You came here for cold, hard locks. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for everyone's favorite segment on the Talking the Line podcast. It is the TTL favorite plays of the day for your Friday, March 26th, 2021. We are going to kick things off with today's NBA slate. For the first game, we are headed to the Nuggets versus the Pelicans, and you better believe it, we're taking the dog in this matchup. New Orleans Pelicans at plus two at the time of recording. This matchup is set to tip off at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. The Pels are actually a quite surprising three and two straight up, four and one ATS in their last five. Mm -hmm. They are coming off of a victory against the Lakers where they drubbed them without LeBron and AD 128 to 111 covered as five and a half point favorites. If you do remember Wednesday's pod, we cashed on those bad boys. So we're back on the Pels. Now you might look right off the jump and they're 11 and 12 ATS at home, but hold on partner. Let me tell you something real quick. They're 13 and nine ATS as a dog dog in this spot. 7-2 7-2 and two ATS as a home dog. Okay. Give me all of that action. The Nugs are 1-4 ATS in their last five in New Orleans and 1-7 and in the last eight meetings overall between these two teams. I am loving the Pels yeah, in this matchup. Yeah, it's usually a pretty strong trend there. One big thing I'm also keying in here is the last matchup. Last matchup was only on the 21st, beginning of the week, right? Mm-hmm. Pels won 113-108 as a six-and-a-half-point dog. 
Now the line is two. So it's easier for New Orleans to, or easier for Denver. the Nuggets to cover. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Pelicans are playing solid, man. Pelicans are playing real solid. Denver, Denver's been a little inconsistent. I mean, we took them the other day and they got their, you know, they got waxed. 135, 111 to Toronto mm-hmm. coming yeah. off an ice cold streak. Right. I mean, I you know, I just really like the Pelicans right now. I like the way they're playing. Uh, whether Lonzo's in or out, I honestly like him a little bit better when he's not playing. Uh, sure. I like Lonzo. I just think that the Pelicans, uh, and another reason why I thought he was going to be traded today, because uh, I think they're better without him. Sure. So uh, I'm all over it, especially in the dog spot. I don't care if it's plus six, plus two. I think they're win outright again. And they have been great in the plus one to plus two and a half point underdog role this year, covering at a six and three ATS clip. Yeah, and like you said, Love it. in this matchup, Pels Nuggets, historically the last couple of years, it's been all Pels. All Pels. At least, all at least against the spread, I should say. 100%. First lock of the day, we are going with the New Orleans Pelicans against the Denver Nuggets, plus two, or whatever the current best line you can find them at on your best or favorite sports book. For our second lock of the day, we are headed to the Pacers versus Mavs. And I'm going to let you uh, tell these fine folks out there and Degenerates, partner, who we're taking out of this matchup. I appreciate that very much. We are taking Dallas minus 4.5 over the Pacers. Mm. Dallas is 3-1 and one ATS over their last four overall with wins over the Clippers and Blazers. They are 6-2 and two ATS over their last eight meetings with Indy. Um, little tidbit that I like a lot in this one, the Mavs are 4-0. and oh in the game following Luka Doncic scoring under 20. Mm. You know, despite him, uh, he had a rough game in that last game. Despite him, right. uh, I think I think he ended with, up with 15 points. Still beat the doors off of uh, the Timberwolves. Right. But whenever he scores under 20 this year, they are 4-0 and with an average margin of victory of 11 points Oh, in the game following. Okay. Talk about stats you're not going to find anywhere right. else. So not only does Luka bounce back, Luka bounce back mm. means the Mavs take care of business pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, they beat the Pacers by 12 in January, and the Pacers are 3-11 and ATS over the last month. 3-11 and ATS. Pacers are not playing well right now, a little inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they took a couple of wins over the Heat last week. So I you know, Strapped them out. Yeah, just a, a you know, just a weird, uh, weird matchup uh, advantage for them there. So I think the Mavs beat the doors off of them. I do as well. And Pacers, 2-6 and six, ATS, last eight in Dallas. Right. You love that. I love that you mentioned that. Uh, Pacers, 10-16 and 16 ATS on one-day rest this season. Yep. And they are 6-8 and eight ATS as an away dog, 7-11 ATS as a dog, and 7-12 and 12 ATS after a win, coming off well, of a go. win to Detroit. Yeah, I'm just not buying the Pacers right now. I'm not either. uh, I'm not either. You know, the Mavs haven't been as consistent as many people would like, but as of late, they've been, you know, picking up that consistency. And it's the home numbers would lead you to take the Pacers in this matchup, but due to some of those things that I just mentioned right there, those few last ATS stats, those are what's really going to matter. And these teams are super evenly ranked on offense, honestly. If Luka has a night, as you were saying, it's going to be big. That's going to be great for them. That's going to be 
great in our favor. Right. However, I still think it comes down to Dallas's D. Dallas's defense is ranking 13th in points per game, 11th in field goal percentage, and 17th in three-point field goal percentage in the league compared to Indiana, 22 points per or 22. 22nd in the league in points per game, 21st in the league in field goal percentage, and 25th in the league in three-point field goal percentage. Okay, I think Dallas has the defensive edge, obviously, identifiably, as you can just scroll mm-hmm. down real easily. Love them in yeah. this matchup. Last thing I was going to mention, Kristaps Porzingis. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it's not just one uh, outlier, but he's been pretty inconsistent all year. But in their win on Wednesday against the Timberwolves, uh, like I said, Luka had a down game. Uh, usually, whenever Luca has a down game, it's not a good recipe for the Mavs. But Porzingis, twenty nine points, nine rebounds, mm. took him to a twenty point win, basically yeah. on his back. So, big time. Hopefully, that's a nice trend. Hopefully, he gets things rolling for him. Because if he if if he gets rolling, man, holy shit, are they dangerous? Yeah, they're real dangerous, and I think they got a shot to uh, go against those home trends against the yeah, seriously tonight for sure against Indiana. So second lock of the day, Dallas Mavericks minus four and a half or whatever you can currently find the best line at on your favorite sports book. And for our third NBA lock of the day, third and final, I'm going to go ahead and toss it right back to my partner and let you know who we're taking out of the Grizzlies versus Jazz matchup. All right, we are taking the Memphis Grizzlies plus 10 on the road versus the Jazz. Grizzlies are 4 and 1 ATS over their last 5 with three straight straight up wins over Golden State, Boston and OKC. Uh, the Grizzlies are 5 and 1 ATS over their last 6 games following a straight up win. And now I know uh, my partner here likes these weekday trends. Jazz are 0-4 ATS over the last four Friday games. Oh, you better believe that was on my notepad. Yes, sir. And the uh, the Grizzlies are 5-2 ATS over the last seven in Utah. Now, I know Utah's been a wagon all season long, whether sure. it's straight up or against the spread. But lately, that has not been the case uh, to the same degree as it was all season. They were looking like they were going to run away with the... Uh, Number one record against the spread. They are now second in the league against the spread because of uh, you know recent trends. So if you're giving us plus ten and the Grizzlies, like I was saying, the Grizzlies have been Grizzlies have been playing solid lately. But uh, yeah, the Jazz just aren't uh, aren't covering like they were. Yeah, right. Towards the top of the league are the Grizzlies, ten and seven ATS on the road. Towards the top of the league in that that category, you love to see that. And partner, I don't know if you knew this, but the Grizzlies haven't been an underdog since March the 15th. Really? And before that, the last time they were an underdog was March the 12th. They've been a favorite a lot. It doesn't matter if they're home or away. You put them in the underdog spot, they are killers. They, uh, as the great John Morant would say, walk in your trap, take your trap. I love John Morant, dude. <laughs> I love John Morant so much. Uh, yeah, Memphis. I, I don't even know if I mentioned it already, but four and one. Yeah, I did mention it. Four and one over ATS over the last five. Mm-hmm. Utah three and six ATS in March. So, yeah, ten point spread. I love it for the Grizzlies. Yeah, and uh, one final key kicker: uh, the the Utah Jazz are three and two ATS in the last five. Like you said, those two losses have been as minus four and a half favorites and minus ten and a half favorites. Okay, so. 
any little edge you can find, any little edge you can see. Sure, That's why sure. you come and listen to the Talking the It Line really wouldn't podcast. shock me if the Grizzlies knock them off. It really would not shock me. It would me. not shock me either as 10-point dogs. It would not shock me at all. If you want to get crazy, sprinkle a little bit, yeah. half a unit on the money line. But, hey, we love the 10 extra points. We think they definitely keep this game within single digits, if not a few three balls. Third lock out of the NBA slate today for the TTL favorite NBA plays of the day. Grizzlies plus 10 or whatever the best line you can currently find them at on your favorite sports book and rolling right along into Friday's NHL slate. We have a bit of a weak slate tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, nothing crazy, nothing stupendous, but nonetheless, even though there's only five games, you better believe we found some value. We are rolling with the Winnipeg Jets versus the Calgary Flames. This puck drop is a nightcapper, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we couldn't love the Jets better in this position. Calgary coming off of three straight losses. We backed them twice against Ottawa. They tried the first game to come out very offensively, very aggressively, pushing the pace, pushing the puck. The Sens were able to temper that and able to get the puck in net and score an empty netter as well. Then they tried to come out second game defensively, tried to really guard the net, guard the puck, and then they lost 3-1 to one the second time. They are on a bit of a slump right now. It just doesn't seem to be working for them anyway. Winnipeg coming off of back-to-back wins, partner. They just put the beat down on mm-hmm. Vancouver. Sure Five did. to one, four to zero. Oh. Winnipeg, twenty eleven, one and one on the season. Ten six, one and zero oh away on the season. Calgary's fifteen sixteen, two and one on the season, and eight five zero oh and one at home. Like I said, Calgary dropped their last three straight. Honestly, I think this game comes down to the offense and the defensive numbers. Yeah, Winnipeg is. Eighth in the league in goals per game at 3.3. Calgary, 18th in the league, three goals allowed per game. Mm -hmm. Calgary, 23rd in the league at 2.6 goals scored per game. And Winnipeg, 13th in the league at 2.8 goals allowed per game. I love that split. I love that matchup. And one final kicker I wanted to toss in there is that Markstrom for the Flames been having a little bit of slump, a little bit of a rough patch here. He's 12-10-1-1 now after these last couple losses, and I love Hellebuck for the Jets. He is 15-9-1-1 and sporting a .916 save average, only allowing 2.65 goals per game, lines right up with Calgary. Markstrom's almost at three goals per game. Mm-hmm. I love this matchup, especially in this dog spot in from lines of minus 125 to plus 125 on the season, Winnipeg is 4 and 1 against those lines and Calgary is 4 and 3. I love it. I'm all over it with yeah. you. Yeah, and you already touched on the offensive and defensive sides, but you know, to get even more specific, recently, like you said, last 3 games Calgary's lost two games or two goals scored total over mm-hmm. those three games mm-hmm. and Winnipeg over the last two four goals five goals like you already mentioned so absolutely man and one little final bit that I saw I thought was really interesting Winnipeg after a win this season are 13 and 6 and Calgary after a loss are 8 and 10 okay lock them okay. in kids Winnipeg Jets money line plus 105 or whatever the best you can find them at might as well run it through it one more time here we go ladies and gentlemen the talking the line 
favorite plays of the day for your Friday, March 26, 2021. We are rolling with the New Orleans Pelicans plus two, the Dallas Mavericks minus four and a half, the Memphis Grizzlies plus 10, and the Winnipeg Jets money line. Lock them in, hammer them home, and get ready to run those tickets to the window. Yes, sir. Now, without any hesitation, any delay, any stopping of the action, we're just going to roll right along. We don't have no jibber-jabber for you today. Like we said, stone cold locks. Moving right along to our Sweet 16 plays for this upcoming Saturday. Yes, sir. Four games on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Four juicy, juicy games. Yeah. Some tricky spreads, but uh, sure. we feel pretty good about what we got here. Sure. And, you know, it wouldn't be right if we didn't have a showdown. Yeah, we got one. It wouldn't be right. We got one. So we might as well just roll ahead and uh, go right on through them one by one. Only four games here. Let's kick off the day, kick off the slate, if you will. With Oregon State, Loyola, Illinois, tipping off at 1.40 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, we are based in Illinois out of the great Chicago, so we can't bet on this game. However, we do have an opinion on it. We sure do. What you got, pal? Well, like you said, we might have to drive across the border and mm. uh, throw a little money on this. Might have to get wild. Yeah. It's only an hour trip. We go over there, throw 100 on a uh, quick little Oregon State, and we come on back. Sure. Uh, but no, we've got uh, <laughs> we've got Oregon State plus seven in this game. Uh, I mean, you've been all over Oregon State the last two weeks. They're my so. Cinderella's man. They are, and uh, you know, if this was a tighter spread, I think I might be siding with Loyola. But plus seven, the Pac-12 has just been absolutely dominating teams. Yeah, the last two weeks, my friend, since March the 11th. They have been in the underdog role playing neutral site games. They've been a five and a half, eight and a half, eight and a half, eight and a half, and a six point dog. They have won all of those games outright and not by skinny margins. For sure. Every single one by double digits. Yeah. The only one they didn't, sorry, don't want to give them that much credit because they are spectacular, but the only one they didn't win by double digits, I'm sorry. It was only by 12. No, it was. Oh, I thought it was. It was actually by 12. They cooked them. Uh, wrong matchup, 70-68 to 68 Colorado. They only won by two. Two. Okay. Yeah. I, w- I was looking at a different yeah, matchup by 12. I don't even know 12. what you're saying over there. Yeah, right don't, don't, don't uh, <laughs> ignore that last part, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sometimes you get a little tongue-tied Regardless, on the here. Five straight wins for the uh, for the old Beavers. Um, yeah. Top notch. You know, I, uh, I might be interested in the under in this game, 125. I don't know for sure. Loyola's defense is solid, but uh, you know I don't think they're going to be running up the score too much here on uh, mm. on Oregon State. So, you know, Sister Jean can work some magic for the win, but uh, I don't think those ma- that magic works against the spread. I don't think it does either. <laughs> great teams win. Good teams win. Great teams cover. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm all over Oregon State with you on this one. If, uh, like I said, if it was like a two three point spread, I might have a different opinion, and we might be showing down here. But <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a tight one down to the end. <laughs> I'm still laughing at myself looking at 12. I got all yeah, I, <laughs> I got all the way backwards. Either way, hammer in Oregon State, ladies and gentlemen. They are an absolute wagon right now coming out of the Pac-12. The whole Pac-12 is a wagon. Sure. Lock them in. Second play of the day. We're headed to the matchup between the Villanova Wildcats and the Baylor Bears, tipping off at 4.15 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we just can't get off of the hot streak. We 
cannot bet against it. We cannot bring ourselves to it. We've searched high and low, but we got to hammer in Baylor minus seven and a half. Yep. I, I love Baylor right now. I've, I mean, my only like hesitation is that I've been fading Villanova and is in the tournament and it has not worked out well for me, mm. but that's against 13 seed UNT and 12 seed Winthrop. Yeah. This is the Baylor Bears we're talking about here. Top three team, top two team all season long. They've been in this position a lot, you know, five to 10 or five to 15 point favorites, whatever you want to call it. Right. And they've taken care of business. I mean, whether it's non-conference or conference, you know, when they came out of that COVID stretch, they had, uh, you know, they they weren't themselves. But I, I really think they're back to being the the team that we saw throughout the first two thirds of the season. I, I mean, so too. They dominated Wisconsin um, from start to finish. I mean, I don't not not full dominance, but you know what I mean. It was a mm. ten to fifteen point game just about the entire game. Yeah, I think it's going to be similar here for Villanova. Uh, you know, Jay Wright's a great coach, and uh, despite the loss at Gillespie, they've been uh, they've been looking solid. They have. I, I really thought they were going to fall to one of these, uh, you know, underdog mid-major teams. But like I said, Baylor is not any 12-13 seed mid-major team. No, they do struggle a little bit from the line, which has me a little bit concerned uh, having to cover that big of a spread. But I, I still got to ride with them. They have the number one three-point shooting team in the nation and the number 13th ranked field goal percentage team in the nation they're killers man they're absolute killers up and down the court you can't go against the Baylor Bears the way they've been playing I went against them with uh, Wisconsin thought Wisconsin was gonna at least keep that game close and obviously as you said not even remotely remotely close right I mean Ah, uh, yeah. I just, I just love Baylor. They took care of business in this spot all season long. Sure, against good teams too. Mm-hmm. You know, the Pac-12 or not Pac-12, Big Twelve is no slouch this year. They took care of teams like uh, OK State, Oklahoma, West Virginia in this spot all season long. So, right. I'm riding with it. I'm riding this. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think Villanova is ready for the powerhouse they're about to see. They had a great, I don't think so. they had a great run into the Sweet Sixteen, sure. but I think that's about as far as it goes. Sure. For Jay Wright for sure. Moving right along. We might as well just get the sum bitch out of the way. Sure. We are showing down on the Oral Roberts versus Arkansas matchup. Now, Mags has uh, really been thinking this one over, folks. I can't I can't even let him lie to you. Yeah, shout out to Picks with Brick, who's Our been guy. living in my head on this yeah. one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Had a big old dump in my pants because I was, uh, you know, not being fun, betting against the fun uh, underdog. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to have to do it again. I'm going to have to do it wow. again. I'm taking Wu Pig Suey minus 11. Wow. Uh, Arkansas, these two teams actually met this year, earlier on in the year, and Arkansas won by exactly 11. Set up? What's that? Set up line? Oh, sure. Question sure, mark? Sure. No, I mean, they, <laughs> they've prepared for this. They, uh, um, Musbus scheduled a bunch of these mid major teams that he thought had a good chance of winning their conference. And like Oral Roberts, uh, they played uh, Abilene Christian and uh, North Texas earlier on, earlier on in the season, and they handled all three of them no problem, uh, among a few other mid majors. So I uh, I think they're gonna be even more battle tested. I mean, it, it hurts because you know it's hard to not have some fun and bet against Oral Roberts, but. 15 seeds don't typically get this far, and uh, I think this is the end of the road. I think Arkansas has a legit chance to be a dark horse here to make a run at this whole thing. I think they beat the doors off him in this one. You do think so, I do. huh? I mean, 
I just can't roll with it, man. The Eagles won their conference tournament, like you said, absolutely beautifully, knocking off North Dakota State in a surprising upset, and they have not looked back since. Exact same score against Ohio State that it was against Notre Dame State. Cool. Uh, Notre North Dame Dakota, State, North, North Dakota, Dakota State. <laughs> I was looking at uh, an upcoming segment here. Uh, North Dakota State, coincidence? I think not. And then, okay. and then, and then they go and they take it to Florida as nine point dogs. Now, hey, I can't, I can't disagree with you. Musselman has had the Razorbacks going this year, but the Eagles are now six and zero ATS in their last six games overall. They're six and zero ATS following a straight up win, and they're five and zero ATS in their last five as a dog. They haven't been a favorite since March the seventh against the University of North Dakota, who is terrible, muy muy terrible, and they've turned it up when it matters. They have turned it up. They have kept games close. Now I'm not saying this is where Oral Roberts pulls off another upset. Right, right, right. No, no, not at all. Arkansas, 11 points Arkansas is a lot. Great, 11, points, 11 is a lot. points is a lot. And if you're giving me the hook, sign me up. Sign me up all day, every day of the week with how Oral Roberts has been playing. Give it to me. 11 and a half underdogs. I mean, another thing that makes me uh, feel a little at ease here, talking about Florida and Oral Roberts, Arkansas beat Florida by 11 themselves about a wow. month or so back. So, okay, you know, I'm all over the Arkansas Razorbacks. Woo, pig, suey. Okay. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Showdown of the day for Saturday's Sweet 16 matchups. It's going to be Oral Roberts versus Arkansas. Side with whoever you think is going to cash that ticket. I mean, if you've been paying attention to these showdowns, oh, you know. Oh, piss off. So. <laughs> Nine and three. Yeah, don't just uh, no no more discussion about that. I'm I'm coming I'm coming for you. Mm. I'm coming for you, pal. Mm. All right, enough of that. Final matchup of Saturday for the Sweet Sixteen. Rounding it off, the nightcap, eight fifty five p.m. Central Standard Time. Tip off, Syracuse versus Houston. Who we taking, partner? Uh, we're rocking with the underdog in this one too. Yep. We yep. Uh, we got Syracuse plus six and a half here. No Syracuse is rolling. Uh, Houston uh, Houston sh- could have should have lost to Rutgers in the uh, round of thirty two sixty three sixty. They ended up battling all the way back. We had Rutgers in that one uh, against the spread. Similar spot here, you know, six mm-hmm. and a half compared to uh, eight and a half. I think it was for Rutgers, right? I think Syracuse is a significantly better team than Rutgers. I do um, as well. And I, you know, I like Houston. I think they, I think this is just going to be a tight, tight, tight game. Uh, definitely inside that six and a half point spread. So Absolutely. And Syracuse coming off of the upset as four point dogs against West Virginia. Hype train is full and running right now. Yeah. They also beat a great San Diego State. Very, very decidedly 78-62 to mm-hmm. kick things off. And then they also beat, you know, or they lost to UVA, but they kept that game close the whole time. And both, Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, that was a great game. So regardless, I don't see them getting blown out by more than a, a bucket. <laughs> if if they, it too, yeah. Or I really honestly see them getting the outright win in this position. I think so too, man. I Houston's a great team. Wagon of a team. They have not lost a game in their last nine. They are cooking, cooking, cooking. 
they had a little scare against Rutgers, and I don't know if that was enough to wake them up to push them on to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I, I like Syracuse. I, I, I like them a lot. I do as well. So one more time, folks, we will definitely put them out. And we are thinking uh, maybe another Saturday pod or maybe Saturday newsletter. We'll let you know. Stay tuned. Stay locked into the Talking the Line social medias for all those updates. However, one more time for our Sweet 16 locks for Saturday. We are taking the Oregon State Beavers plus seven. The Baylor Bears minus seven and a half. Oral, oh, not a little that. showdown. A little showdown. But first, Syracuse plus six and a half. And then we are showing down Oral Roberts, I'm taking, plus 11 and a half. And Mags is taking Woopig Suey, Arkansas, the Razorbacks, at minus 11 and a half. Lock them in, hammer them home at whatever the best line you can currently find them at on your favorite sports book. So nothing but a bunch of locks here today, folks. We wanted to just keep it real nice, tight, concise, just loads you with uh, nothing but stone cold plays. We uh, recapped a lot of, uh, or, or kind of looked ahead to UFC coming up this Saturday. So, partner, you uh, you kind of like a few matchups on there. Anything you're you're a big fan of as far as UFC this weekend? We as far didn't really as UFC, go over. I mean, uh, you know, you're uh, like we've said before. You're the bigger uh, UFC fan. I mean, I love the UFC. I'm still just kind of. You know, getting getting the toes wet. No, I've been. I, I guess I've been getting my toes. But as far as the knowledge of it, and you know, the right. full list of fighters, I'm still, I'm still getting there. Yeah, and I mean, um, we we really touched on it super heavy on Wednesday. So if you want to catch some of our best bets and sure. fights that you should watch, head on back to uh, episode number fifteen and about halfway through that bad boy. There is all of our... Break UF, down the whole one. Yeah, break down the entire, from the first preliminary, early preliminary, all the way to the main event of Stipe Miocic. Got to say it correctly. Miocic and Francis Ngannou. I think I like Ngannou, though. That's yeah. the one thing I'm going to say. I think I like Ngannou by knockout. It, it's going to be interesting. You know, Stipe's a creature of habit. As per usual, I've been watching the UFC Embeddeds leading up to the fight week. I love... Uh, little sneak into the lives of the fighters before they show up and Stipe doing his usual thing, getting his uh, wife to cook the spaghetti and meatballs, working the last shift at the firehouse. I don't know. This is going to be a scrap, man. Yeah, I can't this wait. Is gonna I, be a I mean, I'm not going to be disappointed either no, way because I'm, I'm a big Stipe fan. This too. is another card that even if you are a casual fight fan, you're not going to be upset with this, with this at all. So you, you're going to love every fight on this card. Yeah. 100%. You, you have to. So, yeah, uh, that's coming up. Obviously, we'll have something with the Sweet 16. We might do a little live reaction, another Saturday pod. We'll we'll definitely keep you guys updated on, on the social TV, media. two TV, Sweet 16, yeah, UFC yeah, action. Yeah, Oof. we'll say, hey, we might just overload it. We'll see what happens, or we might just toss out a newsletter with some extra locks, whatever the case might be for the day. But we'll let you know. Now, without further ado, let's uh, close out uh, this podcast Not fully close it out, but one of the final segments of the day, Fan Question Friday. That's right. It rolled around again, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we got a few responses this week, pal. Nice. We got a few few nice talking points. Okay. Some of the regulars have showed their face, and uh, we got a newcomer. Okay. One of our uh, first first real good friends on the... uh, 
the old Twitter sphere. Somebody who has uh, grown with us from the jump. We uh, found him when he was starting to grow, and we have connected. And uh, he left us a nice, nice question today. All righty. So that is our guy, Sage Alvarez. If you don't follow him, you're missing out. Go follow at Saged underscore up on Twitter. Sage says today, which trade impressed you the most on the NBA trade deadline yesterday? I think we talked about it already, but I i mean, we're certainly biased, but... Certainly biased. Our good old Bulls made a nice little move that's going to get them into a, a nice position here. You know that they made a good move when there's people who aren't even fans of Chicago sports making memes about right the Bulls being good and the Bears, them saving the Bears being so right. shit. And I don't know how good this makes the Bulls. Doesn't make them a title contender by any means. No. But it certainly, I think, puts them as a you know a playoff team. Um, I will. I mean, we already touched on it a little bit. The other one that I I liked was the uh, Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets move. Sure. Um, now again, it's not going to put them over the edge. I don't think uh, as far as being the title team. Uh, they've made some deep runs the last couple of years, but uh, I think it's just a good fit for uh, the Nuggets and Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon was asked to do a little bit too much in Orlando. It's not really a you know one or two, first or second option. Sure, I think he's going to thrive a lot better as a third, fourth, fifth option there in Denver. So, I like that move a lot. And like I mentioned earlier, I think I like Victor Oladipo in Miami. Um, you know, and a lot of teams made some small moves. Celtics made a couple small moves that's not again not going to push them over the edge by any means, but. So, you know, just little moves that they didn't really give up much at all for it helped their depth. So. Mm. But, uh, you know, to cap up that whole thing off, the Bulls definitely was my Big favorite time. move for the I day. mean, hey, you're the resident NBA guy here. So, yeah, I mean, you're you're a lot deeper in depth lineups all up sure. and down than I am. I just like the stats and capping <laughs> yeah. the shit out of those games. So, But, no, this really makes the Bulls a lot yeah, better. Definitely. And, they, I mean, they gave up, uh, you know, Wendell Carter, who I like. Not, yeah. not the best fit I was for a little, the Bulls. I was a little upset about Otto it's Porter just, too, but no, he's that's he's getting way too much money. That's, yeah, he's that's expiring. The, um, expiring assets. The uh, Magic could even buy him out. Wouldn't even be shocked. But uh, the you know the big question is going to be if giving up the two first round picks comes back to bite him in the butt. I don't think because it's uh, this upcoming year and then twenty twenty three. You know, this upcoming year as it stands right now, I think the Bulls are somewhere around. You know, I mean, they're out of the playoffs, so they're in the lottery. But like I said, I think this makes them a playoff team. So I don't think that's a lottery pick this year. 2023, you never know what's going to happen. Right. But and that just I have me. to believe that the Bulls are going to continue making moves to get themselves at a better point than they're in now. So I hope so, man. I'm really not sweating those picks too much. No. I, I just And they're in top four protected. So if they, yeah. you know, hit gold in the lottery, then they still got those picks. Yeah. I don't know. I, I am interested just to see first couple games here. The Bulls' fatal downfall is they just don't know how to close. They right. just they just and they're don't know you know they're close, they're, you know they're getting battle tested and they're you know the last week or two has not been better. But no. as far as learning by those experience, it's certainly getting there. And you know, you know this shakes up their team a lot. Like I said earlier, I was surprised that they didn't get rid of uh, Lowry Markin, especially after this move, because that makes him an even stranger fit in their offense. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. Heck yeah, I am too, man. Well, thanks for that one, Sage. We appreciate yeah, good the, question. the comment. Great question, man. Keep them flooding. Keep them coming. We love them. And the regular 
our guy. All right. His favorite week of the day, stopping on by as per usual, our man Drew Fructal at dfruck 5 paid Dak on Twitter. And just a quick little update. You're probably already excited about this and had it already happening. But number one, the Portland Trailblazers just covered for us at plus four, got that line early. And me and Mags decided to hop back on the train that has been the New York New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. And we were a little sweaty, a little worried. And they just fucking covered, ladies and gentlemen. They just they covered. They were down by about 15. Down by about 15 the entire game. 106, 102. 102. Is that what you just showed yes, me? Yes, sir. Holy covered shit. Covered minus three. Holy I shit. Jumped on, I jumped on the under and the next and minus got, and three. And you smacked the under two. You got them both. That's boys. nasty. That's nasty. <laughs> hey, if, if this isn't evidence right here in the flesh, ladies and gentlemen, that you are listening to a podcast that cashes motherfucking tickets... I mean, come on. This is what we're doing. This is Ottawa what we're doing. Ottawa plus one and a half. That Ottawa plus one cashed. and a half cash. You know, hey, you guys already know this, but if you don't know this, you won't know because you didn't catch yesterday's newsletter. You haven't been catching the podcast. You better get with it. It's time to start hammering in bets with the DTL crew. We ain't losing money. We ain't a bunch of Joe Smos. We're capping mother fools, and we're going to keep doing this shit until... The wheels fall off, and the wheels have got some pretty damn sturdy bolts on them. Yeah, they ain't coming so. nowhere. I'm five and zero today. Or time of recording today. Time of recording. Same here. <laughs> uh, back to the matter at hand, Mister Fructal. Thanks again for the question. Uh, he says, "Simple question this week. Not going to throw us for too much of a loop. All-time favorite sports movie and why? Shoot. Okay." Uh, I have to give out two here. So I have mm. to say, I mean, I have to give some love to, you know, I think us uh, being in, uh, you know, Chicago diehard fans makes this, uh, you know, a lot higher on our list than the rest of the country. But Space Jam oh. will never get old. Oh. I think, I think you know, our age plus, uh, you know, because I have older brothers that are also massive Space Jam fans because they grew mm-hmm. up watching MJ. Mm-hmm. So I would say our age group plus 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. swears by that movie. Yeah. And will not take any hate whatsoever on that movie no, at all. Because it's gangster as shit. It is. Um, so that's got, up there. I still got the OG Bugs jersey, bro, somewhere in a closet yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that movie, you know, two awesome things. Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes, and you smash them together. Bring it to me. I still don't know how I feel about Space Jam 2. I really don't. Nah, not a fan. I really don't. Not a fan. Because I, like, it's a it's a cult. It's a cult following. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. Chicago Bulls fan. So that one, and then uh, there's, I mean, there's so many. I mean, Mm. we could probably talk for days about this. Yeah. I'd say, and I, I, I'm a big comedy fan, whether it's sports movies or any movie. So, mm-hmm. Happy Gilmore would be my other one. Okay, okay, damn, didn't I, think you were gonna go there. Yeah, okay. I love that movie so much. Okay, I really do. So, Shooter McGavin, one of my favorite characters in any movie. Period. So now that you say that, I had two in mind: one newer and one older. Okay. And then now that you say comedy, that kind of uh, sparks my interest. So I got three. My first one, since we're sticking with comedy here for a quick second, basketball. Oh, I did not think of yeah. that. Okay. It's been a long time since I've seen old basketball, but that's a you great one. wanna die, go watch that fucking yeah, movie. That's a good one. That is a great I love that movie. movie. Uh, as far as an old movie, now I don't I don't know too many might guess this. A lot of basketball fans have seen this. Not a lot of people in general. Hoosiers. Okay. 
big fan of Hoosiers. So I big fan of Hoosiers. I've heard so <laughs> my favorite scene where they go to the gym. I I think it's portrayed as Hinkle Fieldhouse. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But they go to the gym, and he brings a tape measure to the head coach, measures the whole court, measures from the hoop to the floor, does everything, and then he lines all the guys up and says, it's all the same. Forget all the bleachers. Forget all the, the lights and the cameras. It's all the same size. It's 92 feet. It's a 10-foot bucket. Mm-hmm. And it's just the power of that yeah, moment. Yeah, no, 100%. Just, oh, man. I've heard uh, I've heard other people talking. I want to say J.J. Reddick, but I could be wrong. People who say, like, kind of how you did, it was, like, their, like, maybe number one favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, people started poking holes into it as far as, like, all of the basketball scenes are all the same scenes, but they just, like, reuse them and, yeah. like, re... <laughs> yeah, I have noticed that before. But it, great, great still story. Yeah, great yeah, still, yeah, still great. And then I, this popped into my head when I read this earlier. Honestly, just because of how it's shot and the storyline, the, the screenplay is just unreal, is Moneyball. Okay, yeah, yeah. Moneyball just has such yeah. a killer a since I've seen it, but yeah, 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 Moneyball's and great. And I almost burnt myself out on it. I, I was watching it so much at a point in time, and I went back and watched it a few months back, and I was just like, man. Yeah, that's a good movie. I like that I mean, lot. just the intricacies that they put in that movie, top-notch for sure. So, yeah, I would definitely say those are my, my top three that are off the top of my head. But like you said, goodness gracious, I go on and on and on for days. You, you got get major little, leagues. little air bud. Air Bud, okay. Major League. <laughs> Major League, always top notch, yeah. man. Little Charlie Sheen action. Blades of Glory. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you want to get crazy like that? I mean, it, Bl- I mean, if you want to get some serious ones, Blind Side. Coach Carter. Coach Carter. Uh, remember the Titans, obviously. Oh, um, oh Dodgeball. Sure, not that. Great. That actually, what that, that's what that reminded me. <laughs> <My niece. laughs> Ball me blazer. Yeah. Okay, that one actually. <laughs> yeah, that one's gonna be at the top of my list too, man. Too. See, sure. you, see, we're movie buffs, and you put sports into it too. We can go on for freaking yeah, days. But hey, honestly, not so simple of a question. Got I was gonna a say, I did not expect it to there, be too. as long as that one. But uh, yeah. So hey, both I'm, of you guys, I'm uh, probably gonna lose sleep tonight because I'm gonna fucking remember something <laughs> that I, <laughs> that I would have yeah. liked. I know. But uh, hey, both of you guys, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, rest of you what the hell are you doing Hop on board maybe we'll get are a little you, more time next time i don't know are you are you, are you just nervous that um we're gonna make fun of your question because that ain't gonna happen no you can ask us a question that's gonna make fun of us we just want to interact with you we want to interact with the community because little known fact about the ttl crew here we haven't always been sports handicappers we just started this wild journey and we started getting really good at it and started learning how to do it correctly and professionally. Sports gambling is for all. Sure is. You can be a man. You can be a woman. You can be green, pink, purple, orange, yellow, or blue. It doesn't matter with the TTL crew because every single time we have you, the better in mind. I'm telling you, man. They gotta, they gotta start locking it, locking them in with us. What, what, what mean, are they doing? We've been cooking lately. We've been cooking. We've been cooking. So, hey, leave us some questions. It's always on Thursday, about uh, three, two, three o'clock. We uh, post it from the Talking the Line page, and uh, big, 
Big Bold Sirens, Fan Question Friday, can't miss it, pin it to the page. Just drop something in the comments, anything. If you want to know something about betting, if you're thinking about getting into sports betting and you don't know, anything whatsoever, it can be about gambling, it can be about sports in general, it can be about life in general. What's your golf handicap? I don't fucking know. We will answer it. We just love connecting with the community and growing the sports gambling market more and more because it is so much fun not only watch sports but when you got a nice $50 bet riding on somebody to cover that spread it makes it even that much yeah, more fun sure does oh man so uh before I close this thing out as per usual partner with uh the old motivation minutes what you got anything uh you want to share with these kids <laughs> I'm riding high off of this Knicks cover man Jesus yeah yeah that's uh, <laughs> that's top notch that's gonna end end the evening of recording really nicely yeah. for us and seg- no, segue us into uh Friday we are hotter than hot on March Madness picks. We sure are. 12 and 6. 12 and 6 combined. 12 and 6. On the official TTL picks, at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, been killing that. Cannot wait for Saturday. Same. Oh, cannot wait. Cannot wait. I haven't even looked into the other action, NBA, NHL, but I mean, Maybe just Sweet 16 and UFC 260. Turn I it up. Turn wait. it up, son. I, it's going to be an absolute blast. I... Uh, Think I might make a little pork shoulder. Okay, a little something in the crock pot. Okay, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I've been kind of, kind of perusing the old Instacart. Yeah, and trying to, trying to see what uh, there might be in there. Okay, I don't know. Okay, so I might have, might have something rocking and rolling there. Yes, not only do I handicap games, I can whip up some mean. Bro. All right, yeah. Uh, you, you hear the partner over there? I can he's, vouch for it. I he's can had, vouch he's for had it. some of the of Chef Colt's delicacies, mm-hmm. if you will. Well, I guess it's about that time. We've uh, kept these kind folks just long enough. Ladies and gentlemen, let me wrap it up for you with Colt's Motivation Minutes. I didn't want to keep you very long. I didn't want to keep you too uh, deep in thought. Just wanted to hit you with a a nice heavy-hitting quote on this beautiful Friday morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening to this. This is one of my favorite quotes. This is my laptop screensaver. It has been for an extremely long time. And every time I close a window on my screen, and sometimes I'm putting in hard work on one of those windows, and I close it, and I was all stressed out or whatever the case might be, I look back at this, and I remember just to keep going. So get out a pen. Get out a piece of paper. If you miss it the first time around... Just hit the rewind button and listen to it again. But coming at you for this Friday. Only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. One more time. Only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. Love it. I absolutely love it. I love it too. Don't set limitations on yourself. Don't let this world set limitations on you. The only limitations are the ones that you make up and the ones that you put on yourself. You have the ability to overcome anything and achieve everything that you set your mind to. And if you think you've gone too far, Try going just a little bit further. 
If you think you're out of energy now, just go a little bit further. Take another extra second. Take that quick little step in the right direction. If you think that you have reached the end of your rope, try one more time. Pull Pull, a little harder, huh? Pull a little harder. Pull a little harder and bring bring that challenge your way, getting ready to overcome it. Any thoughts on that, partner? I mean, you nailed it, man. Try to. I try to. I like to uh, not only allow these kind folks to run our tickets to the damn window, but I like to also fill their brains and their ear holes with some knowledge and motivation. Motivation. So, hey, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you liked that. That uh, is a quote that's very special to me. You now have a piece of Colt with you forever. If you took the opportunity to write it down or if you haven't, hit that rewind button. Go back, write it down, take it with you wherever you go. And remember a little piece of Colt always... inside you. Huh. <laughs> well, now that uh, you say it like that, <laughs> as per usual, we always got to wrap it up with a little bit of humor here on the TTL pod. Hey. Thank you guys so much for not only stopping by episode 16, but stopping by each and every time, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your uncles and your brothers that TTL is here to stay and and we're here to cash tickets. We can't thank you enough for the support across all of our social medias, helping spread the word so everybody can take part in bankrupting these sports books with us. And as per usual, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, and gamblers far and wide. We hope you have a spectacular day. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.